Undoing the Common Podcast. This is Background Noise from Undoing, a podcast about entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs, and by entrepreneurs. Bonnie and Erin Vandersteen are adventurers. She from Australia and he from Edmonton. They met while she was working at Sunshine Village one winter. Their love for the outdoors and making sure their kids are brought up, sharing this passion presented a problem all outdoor adventurers can relate to. Yummy, portable, environmentally sensitive snacks. Their solution is nuts, literally. So unzip your backpack. This is Background Noise. Bonnie and Erin Vandersteen faced a problem any parent of young kids can relate to. In fact, it's a problem we can all relate to. Whether you're an environment-loving, nutrition-seeking, outdoor-crazy adventurer, or just someone who craves something yummy, satisfying, and healthy in between meals. Something you can throw in a backpack or a lunch bag that takes up little space, weight, and with minimal environmental impact. Their solution? Happy Fats. Oh, don't worry, we get into the name and its yummy ingredients, consisting of a nut butter base, and their home as their R&D and market research center. There's a lot to unpack here, so stick around as we let the entrepreneur be the teacher. First, Mark Bobin and myself discussed the value delivered by Bonnie in our chat about Happy Fats. She is a genuinely thankful kind-hearted good person interesting to listen to and you you root for her what does gratitude mean in the grand scheme of things to you in terms of being a successful entrepreneur you know she is clearly looking to thank and help and share in the success that she has and others have it's not just about yourself it's about other people it's about what you know they have done for you and what you have done for them. One thing that really struck me was how much she had done research on the podcast and how much she had known about the other uh, businesses in town, irrespective of being on our podcast. Just this sense of sort of, be, she almost being thankful to be in business, having the, the gratitude to just be out there working hard, trying to find her way. And I make a connection between gratitude and failure. One of the, my favorite lines in this was about the fact that how can I fail when I don't really know, you know what the heck's going on or what I'm doing because I'm just doing stuff, trying things. How can it be a failure when I'm learning? And man, does that apply to our world when it comes to our students? Telling them to fail, it's okay to fail. Encouraging them to give it a shot, to just try it out is just something you just don't see in school encouraged in anything you're doing standardized tests you're not seeing that so to see somebody who's so readily okay with it embracing it so thankful to just be in the game playing the game trying to do their best i just thought that was really great and at the same time not simply treating it as a side hustle she's all in right recently giving up her job and uh, mm -hmm. then putting everything behind this and I think gratitude and humility go hand in hand in a case like this. She clearly sees that there's still so much ahead of her to learn, and yet she's not intimidated by that either. It's a very uncommon sort of amalgamation of a lot of these characteristics that entrepreneurs either don't get credit for or maybe don't deserve. I mean, we 
we tend to put entrepreneurs up on this pedestal as visionaries and as risk takers and gamblers who who mix luck with brilliance and strike gold. And, and we don't celebrate the fact that a lot of them need to, they just possess this humility and this gratefulness, but at the same time, a, a really extraordinary confidence in themselves and in the world lining up for them. I found that with her as well. Yeah, and confidence doesn't have to be going on social media and humble bragging, something you've talked about before and have disdain for, and to which I have disdain. Your confidence can simply be in your, your saying, I am going to compete in this market. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to offer this to the market. I'm solving this problem. There's a confidence in that. And that is really inspiring if you truly listen to it. When you listen to her, you get, it, you get inspired to think, well, if I've got something to offer, why can't I put myself out there and try these things and, and, and really work with others and just be happy as I go along and be satisfied with, you know, with just the attempt that I make. And I may fail, sure but highly doubtful if I put my, you know, my skills forward and I put myself out there that I have a shot at it. And I think that's what stops a lot of people from starting a business or doing something is that fear. And, you know, this is one of the first real, you know, you did mention with her discussion about how she started this rate at the start of the pandemic and didn't phase her. Right. It wasn't dwelling on it. It wasn't talking about it as being, you know, a really terrible negative, even though we all know that it is, but it's just somebody who can roll with the punches and just continue on. Um, the, there's just so many terms and words that I sort of think about when I listen to this and it's inspirational, right? And that's what I would take from this. And that's what I would say I would want people to be inspired by. And that's what that feels like to me. And it's, it's emotional, right? We, we always think the business has to be, you know, we have to have thick, tough skins and we need to, um, you know, have things bounce off and resilience and grit, all of course, valuable attributes too. But, you know, she wears her emotion literally on the label of happy fats. And we get into the, the discussion around that. And, and then a nice, cool little side note around that, Mark, is that a former student of yours is, is, part of the evolution of the branding of Happy Fats. Yes, that is uh, Brittany Habib, a former student of mine, many, many years ago, uh, early on in my career. She was one of my students and shows you the wide net that gets uh, placed out when you do teach. And both of us have a huge network of former students and, and you know, individuals we've worked with. And you know, it's, it's really neat to see that connection of not only when we think about the entrepreneurs we've talked to and you know, you're almost playing matchmaker at times between ones that have just talked to you about one particular topic. Have you heard of this company? Well, the same thing happens with us and our students. And so there is a great network of people out there that are, are giving it a shot, that are using their experiences, that are overcoming obstacles. And that's what I think is the, the real take home for this particular podcast is to be able to see the big picture. Don't, don't have to get down into the weeds necessarily pull back and see the big picture of how this might apply to you. So, and just go. Yeah, exactly. Go yep. All and right. that's what we should do with the podcast. Let's go. Hi guys. I'm, I'm Bonnie. I'm the founder of happy fats, which is a snack that I created, uh, came up with the idea about two years ago and have been kind of plugging away for the last two years. And we just launched uh, right in time for the pandemic about six weeks ago, but things are really going amazing. So 
thank you so much for having us on here. Davis is amazing. So much of my pleasure. Now, I have to talk about the accent first, <laughs> and I'm yeah. usually not very good at these. I, I certainly narrow it down to somewhere in the South Pacific. Is it Australia or is it New Zealand? I always get those two. Sort of <laughs> it's Australia, yeah. I, uh, I grew up in far north Queensland. I, I lived for about a year in Broome, way up in the oh. other side of the island. Yeah, we actually lived over in Port Hedland for a couple of years. Um, both my husband and I were in mining. I know it very well. It's beautiful over there. Mm -hmm. All right, let's start there. What brought you and your husband to Canada when? Give us a short little background story on that. For sure. So my hubby is actually Canadian. Uh, he grew up in Edmonton, and but has lived in Calgary for the last 20 odd years. So I actually came to Canada. I've been traveling in Europe for a couple of years. And I was living in Edinburgh and I got online one day and there was an airline back then called Zoom and I got a flight from Glasgow to Vancouver for 79 pounds. And that's it. I came here to be a snowboard bum. <laughs> and I worked up at Sunshine Village for two seasons. And I met Aaron, my husband now, uh, the second season back. He's a mad skier. Yeah, and the rest is history. So it was a, it's been about, well, 16 years. We're coming up on 16 years. But I have, we haven't lived here for that long. We, we went back and forth between home, my other home, and here for a little bit. So I've lived in Calgary for about 12, almost 12 years, but not consecutively. There's no mistaking that anyone who skis or snowboards in probably North America, but I'm only familiar with the close proximity to Calgary, that most of those employed at these resorts are from your native mm -hmm. land. Not yeah, from they, Canada's yeah. native land, but from Australia. You guys must love to, to come here. How does word get around in Australia that Canada is such a hot spot for snowboarding and skiing and, and sort of a welcoming embrace for Aussies? You know what? I don't know where that started, but I tell you, there's a lot of Canadians down there too. It's like an exchange, you know? And I, I actually, I think I picked to come to Canada because I met so many Canadians when I was backpacking through Europe and you guys are very similar, like we're very similar, right? Like the way that we live a very active life, you know, pretty easygoing. I think that sometimes Australians take the easygoing a, a lot further, but you know, we're, we're very similar. And I think that's the attraction, right? I remember before we prepared for our, because we went on an exchange trip to Broome and um, one of the facilitators of the program said, Australians in general are laid back but people in Broome are horizontal. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, how could you not be? Broome is one of the most beautiful. I mean, if you live there for a year, you know, like it is amazing. That whole West coast is so beautiful. Uh, you know, so undeveloped compared to like where, where I'm from in the North, not to say it's still absolutely beautiful, but uh, yeah, that West coast is very uncharted. Yeah. Spectacular. Well, all of this is leading to a pretty natural place because you've talked about backpacking, you've talked about snowboarding and skiing and just being a natural adventurer. At what point did it become evident to you that there was a missing in terms of people like you and their ability to eat healthy stuff on the go? Yeah. So it was about two years ago, just shortly after having my second little guy, and uh, I was introduced to eating more of a, a high fat, low carb diet. And so, and being very active family, I mean, we're out and about all the time. There was nothing that I could find in the health food aisle that um, met all the requirements I was looking for. So I'm a little high maintenance too, because I have allergies to gluten and dairy also. 
And so it was, <laughs> it was two years ago, there was absolutely nothing that fit into that category at all. So there has for sure been a couple of things that have popped up in the last couple of years while we've been doing our product research, but still nothing to the point of where we wanted something so simple, like, like less than five ingredients. It was the important thing was that it's travel friendly as well. Like we are very fortunate. We're total gypsies and we travel all over the place. And a lot of these snacks that you find, they're not travel friendly at all, especially in warmer countries. Um, we wanted something you can chuck in your backpack and hike all day, it could bounce around and it's still fine to eat at the end of the day. And so we needed to tick all the boxes of the gluten-free, the dairy-free, the uh, low carb, high fat, and also plant-based is important because we live, we eat more of a plant-based um, diet also. So yeah, that's where the idea originated and over the last two years kind of evolved and, you know, we wanted to create something that was just so easy because nutrition is not hard, but it sometimes seems that it gets complicated for people. And so we just wanted to make easy, simple, accessible nutrition well, for everybody. You've made it easy for everybody, but it could not have been easy for you. I mean, think of the boxes that you just listed off that you needed to check. I want to get to the packaging on this as well, because I find that pretty unique and that had to be part of the checklist as well. But what goes into I think a lot of us come up with these ideas and I've always thought there's a line between entrepreneurs and wannabe entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurs go through that threshold. They don't stop it. Hmm, wouldn't it be great if I could do this? They actually do it. And that's not easy. What, what was entailed? Can you walk us through that process? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of trial and error. Um, there was a lot of diff different recipes. And I also was working full time um, as well over the last two years. And so, you know, it was just when I had the time, I would work on it. We've got two little guys. So it's it's just a crazy busy time. And I honestly, Dave, it was just trial and error. We've made a lot of mistakes. We've learned so much in the last two years about, um, you know, uh, ingredients, food science, uh, packaging, uh, you know, uh, what's required for Alberta health and all of that. Honestly, all we can do is just write it all down what we need, tick the boxes as we go and just figure it out. On We have no idea what we were doing when we started <laughs> this journey, but it's kind of liberating to not know what you're doing and admit it because how can you fail if you don't know? <laughs> <laughs> right? you know it's, not a, it's not a high bar or a low bar. It's invisible. There is yeah. no bar. Mm -hmm. the, the format is interesting, not having put my hands on it, much less my lips. Um, just looking at the imagery of it, what we're talking about here, you, you describe food, but it looks more like a beverage. Describe the actual format of the substance that you've created with Happy Fat Snacks. Yeah, so the the actual package itself is only a 32 gram pouch. And it's uh, the ingredients, like we said before, are super simple. So it's a nut butter base. The main ingredient is macadamias, which I think are hands down the most amazing nut out there. And so that was really important to me too, because on an environmental front, just sorry, side note, uh, macadamias are the most uh, sustainable nut because the tree produces for up to a hundred years which is far more than any other nuts and I, where I grew up in Cairns just kind of north of Cairns it's a, a really big macadamia growing region so it seems kind of fitting that I gravitated back towards that so but yeah so it's nut butter based uh, 
The other nut is a cashew and then some coconut butter and then it's enhanced with MCT oil. So the consistency is, um, it's not, it's runnier than like your peanut butters, right? So it's quite easy to suck out of the pouch. If you think of those uh, energy gels that you see ultra runners having, um, it's exactly the same style pouch as that. So you could just pull it out of your pack, you're on the go and you can fuel up. That was the, that was one of the, it was so important for it to be super, super easy to eat on the go as well as a busy mum. I'm running out the door constantly uh, with the two and tail and I always get out there. I'm like, oh, you know what? I forgot to grab something to eat for myself. <laughs> now, how did you land on this butter configuration as opposed to something more like a, like I'm thinking of the Lara bar or something of that nature where it's it's wrapped and it's solid and you bite it as opposed to squeezing it out. Yeah, so there was a, a, a lot of product research that we did. And through that research, there was nothing that we could find. We did lots of bars to start off with too, lots of different recipes, but there was nothing that we could nail down uh, in with a recipe that was going to be travel friendly that like I explained before about bouncing around your backpack all day, there was nothing that we could make in a bar that could stay together, essentially. And so that's where it kind of evolved into a nut butter. And we started um, product researching all lot, like, I don't know how many nut butters we've had. Um, but it just seemed like the perfect fit. And it, and it ticked all those boxes, like the high fat um, portion too, uh, with no sugars and no preservatives. That's a really kind of hard one to nail down in a bar and we couldn't we couldn't come up with a recipe for a bar that was going to work not to say that we we haven't stopped trying we're going to keep working on that one <laughs> so it's meant to be consumed to be squeezed into your mouth as opposed to spreading it on a cracker or bread although i, I suppose that would that would work perfectly well oh also. yeah for sure you could yeah. you can have it however you like but yeah essentially the the goal was to be just like a, a squeezy pouch yeah while you're out adventuring or doing whatever you, whatever it is that you are doing. But yeah, you can for sure. I mean, we've, the kids always have it on the, on apples. They sometimes have it on their cereal in the morning, all sorts. Let's talk about the packaging because I know just in these last few minutes speaking to you and looking briefly on your site and your Instagram feed, uh, and you mentioned it already that you are as much an environmentalist as you are a nutritionist, although I know you don't use either one of those words formally, but certainly they're passion points of yours. So what is it about the packaging that that turned you on as well in terms of being a, a relatively low footprint package configuration? Yeah, I don't, so there's a bit, we've did quite a bit of research in the packaging and we're still there's since launching there has been some amazing feedback which are um and we're going to be moving towards a co-packer and we're going to look at making this a little bit more hopefully environmental friendly because uh a couple of things that are important uh, we didn't want to have plastic uh just because of the different things that that uh, plastic brings with it obviously and uh there's already been some amazing um input already on these i don't know if you've seen the they've got uh, i think it's the cliff bars now they have this amazing little leash where you can so when you tear off the top it doesn't fall away so essentially it's you're not dropping it out on the, on the trails but yeah it was important to keep the packaging very very small as small as possible um to to decrease that footprint but we are hoping to evolve the packaging from here on into and i mean ideally 
we would love to do something biodegradable, but at this current moment, we have not found anyone that has the ability to do it yet, but we are working on it. I'm sure you are. Yeah. Um, and, and everything that you've gone through in this list, check boxes for you and your family and your personal experience. What gave you the notion that it would have a wider appeal? So oftentimes we have these uh, moments and we think, ah, oh, the world's good, you know, build it and they will come and then they don't without yeah. any kind of research. Entrepreneurs, that's the other, you know, entrepreneurs are bold and fearless, but sometimes they're a little blind as well. And so they dive into something without knowing there's no demand. Have you, have you discovered that there is? And if so, what did, you, what did you learn ahead of time to realize that the risk on this was within your reach? Yeah, so I'm not too sure, Dave, if I did fully think that process through. <laughs> but I definitely... Okay. Glad to hear it. Yeah, I definitely felt that there was something missing um, for us that we couldn't find to fit that. And so, you know, I thought it was a good idea and it does turn out that other people have thought that we've had a great response, that it's also a great idea. But I honestly, I think I just had faith and I did, we did do a lot of research, like, like I um, mentioned, but I just have a lot of faith that this, this is something that is missing. And I just, I'm just going with it, like on it in full disclosure. <laughs> You sound like you're kind of a natural, just an intuitive market researcher without even being one. In all your years of exploring and backpacking and world travel and working at the ski um, resorts and so on, you sound like you're the kind of person that observes what people are doing and asks them why they're doing it and, and just is kind of nosy that way. Would that be accurate? Oh, yeah, absolutely, mate. Like I've I love asking questions and I've never been afraid to ask questions. Like I'm a big believer that there's no stupid question. And I honestly believe um, that every single person that you meet, no matter their background, no matter their race, no matter what they do, everyone has a little nugget of wisdom to pass on. Right. And I, yeah, I absolutely, the life that I've lived up till now has been leading me to this. I believe that for sure. 100%. Happy Fat Snacks. Mm -hmm. we, we have to discuss the name. <laughs> I yeah. love it. It, it. But it's, it's ironic that it includes one of the, you know, the, the, the most evil words in all of nutrition. We have to explain and, and talk about the logic around it. I, I'm sure there must have been some irony, some sarcasm, you know, uh, some cheekiness to it. What was the genesis of the, the branding of Happy Fat Snacks? Yeah, for sure. So I have an amazing friend who has a marketing business who helped me out with developing the brand. And she's a mate, like she's a Buddha, right? So she would, she basically was able to extract from me. I wanted the brand to have a very light, playful, cheeky feeling, but also um, to, to kind of drive that emotion in people too. And of course, happy is always drive that emotion in people and then it is just fats and it is just good fats the actual product and to have fats in your name in the um, brand name these days is like you said it's like oh it's an evil word but i'm sure you can agree dave that there is a huge movement moving towards now realizing that that it is not in fact um an evil word <laughs> in diet and these good fats are essential and especially essential um 
for, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a trained nutritionist, just, just so we get that out there. I'm not a trained nutritionist or a pro athlete or any of those, any of those things, but I am very passionate about nutrition and all I, that passion was like enhanced when I had two little people. And uh, so I just find it, it's so incredibly important and I can't believe that people underestimate their nutrition so much and especially in children and these good fats uh like we need to get the message out that these fats are we got to increase these in our diets it increases so many good things within your body and especially for those little guys but yeah so that is sorry i went on a, ta a tangent there but the uh the actual back to the happy fats what i wanted that emotion like i really wanted to make sure that we nailed the emotion on the the really playful you know happy days for your happy trails that kind of thing and i think i think we did good with that name i like it as well but but you have to back up did you say you you have a marketer friend who happens to be buddhist no no i said she's like a buddha like because as like when she because <laughs> i just think she's amazing she has this really amazing ability when we started working together um she basically uh extracted like everything emotionally from me what i wanted the brand to like live and breathe and the emotional response that i essentially wanted people to have which i didn't really know any of like i didn't understand and i still don't know much about the marketing side of things but i i now realize that i i personally think that we have created a, a brand that does bring a, a like that kind of emotion into it no, I agree. I was yeah. I was just very curious about the Buddha reference, and I, oh. I took that literally. I thought, "Wow, a Buddha no. who happens to be a marketer—that's almost an oxymoron, if there ever was one." But no, I, no. I appreciate, it, and I'm sure marketers listening would say, "You know what? We are Buddha-like in our thinking and our wisdom." So, yeah, probably done <laughs> us and them a favor as well. So, you're how many months into this from commercialization? Yeah, so we launched two days or three days after they closed the borders. So that was uh, the yeah the twenty fifth of March. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you're smiling. You're you're radiant. Oh, yeah, but you know, okay. So Dave, I, I would be interested to hear what your thoughts are on this. But and I and I say this with the utmost compassion and empathy because I know that there has been hardship and struggle through this pandemic but i there has been so much good that has come from this and i i am not too sure if i would have made these local connections that i'm making now if it was business as normal but that's just a theory that i have i mean that may not be at all the case but i just um don't get me wrong there was a there was a, a moment when we went when the borders closed and we went we were launching and i thought oh shit, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? But then I, you know, I just believe that if you're able to frame your experiences in a positive light, then you're going to have a positive experience, right? And I, good or bad. And I, I'm not too sure where I got that ability from, but I always do look for the, the good in things. Another entrepreneurial genetic pattern, I'm convinced. My thoughts on it, I, I think I would have to agree. I, where do you start to describe mm. what has transpired so far in 2020? We'll still be trying to figure it out and talk it through five years from now. You know, there's no doubt the decimation globally will forever be felt health-wise, financially, and so on. And yet, as you say, 
if we didn't have this event, there would have been there would have been a lot of things that, that would have been a lot of good things that would have been lost, buried, um, never discovered, and so on. So it, it's hard to say that one balances out the other. I, I don't think either you or I are, are, are saying that, but at the same time, there, there ha we have to at least be able to look at some silver linings here, right? For sure, um, yeah. Now, now you mentioned with the borders closing, was there, a, was there a logistical issue? Was that, is that where your packaging, is that where your manufacturing was coming from? Or was it just no. a sign to you that, you know, things were getting pretty serious and borders are closing, then that means greater impact and a domino effect is eventually going to hit us. Yeah, exactly. That way it was more just the domino effect of like, oh, you know, I wonder where this is going to go. Yeah, and we're actually, everything is still being packed right here in Calgary in a commercial kitchen. So we're very fortunate with that. We did have definitely a delay in the ingredients getting across the border, but uh, we've been, we've, it hasn't been as fast as like the production, as fast as we anticipated, but it's still, it's still going ahead. You mentioned about the somewhat and somewhat ironic serendipity in, amidst this chaos for companies, small businesses like you. And along with that has come this wave of goodwill between small businesses like you. Yeah, for sure. You know, and until I had no idea, obviously, up until about six weeks ago when we launched, how incredibly supportive the uh, Calgary small business community is. It is amazing like i am just blown away how supportive everybody is with each other there's really no there's no nasty competitiveness which i kind of expected a little bit of right and it honestly has been unreal everyone is like really behind you you know i've asked questions of many um entrepreneurs out there uh, i listened to one of your one of your podcasts just the other day uh ravita did i say that right i don't know Sorry, fellas, if I pronounce that wrong, but they listening to their story, like we've, we've got some really, really similar challenges in tracking down packaging and co-packers. And so I reached out to them. They're amazing. They're like, oh yeah, for sure. We can help you out, you know? And so I, everybody is willing to help you out. And that like during this pandemic with the, the intensity back on to local and supporting local, which is how it should have always been. But as a society, we've moved so far away from it, you know, and it, so, and I really hope and pray that, that it does stay like that, the local support, because it's, it's really funny. Like we've been out and about in the trails, giving out samples. And uh, the first thing I say to people is I have this sample. I'm not too sure if you're comfortable taking it at this time. And that's absolutely fine if you're not. And most people say, oh, no, like, I can't take that. But if I can just engage them long enough to let them know that it's a local product, it's been made right here in Calgary, they're like, give it to me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's really, it's really great to see. The publicity around that, I think, between entrepreneurs and small businesses, and then from those small businesses outward toward the community has created this flywheel effect, I think, where I, I'm with you. I'm also confident that it will remain. It helped that there was a movement pre-COVID, last For sure. two, three years towards locavorism, wanting to support local, local um, wanting to actually meet the proprietor behind the brand you know which got lost between you know pick your random date 1960 and 2010 you know big business big box big malls uh, 
and we're seeing this movement now to back towards the mom and pa and um, the local shops, digitally though they may be. I think we we had seen the beginnings of that, and this just seemed to really propel it even faster. So that's good news for, for sure. everybody. Mm -hmm. Now, great. Yeah. if we're not running into you on a trail where we can uh, obtain a, a sample of this, where and how else would we find it? What, what, what's your plan on distribution long term and near term? Yeah, so the original plan uh, was more of a push strategy. So I'm, I'm big on connections with people. And I really like it's like, I thrive on that connection and making those relations with people. And so I originally thought, you know, I'm going to be out there, I'm going to be hitting the ground, you know, sample samples to all these retailers. And then obviously that couldn't happen so much, right, with the current situation. So we just moved um, more to a pool strategy. There's all social media, which has also been intensified during this, which is amazing. But uh, right now it's all available online at uh, www.happyfatsnacks.com. It's free shipping within Calgary. But our main goal is to get these into retailers across Calgary and then branch out into your camels and your you know, your other mountain places as well. And eventually Canada wide, you know, we got big dreams. <laughs> it sounds like this is a perfect match, not only for grocers and in particular, I'm thinking about a locally based one like co-op and your, your newfound friends at Revita could certainly help you with that along with other brands that we've had on this podcast, Calgary Heritage Roasting Company comes to mind. Um, both of whom are distributed through co-op and have been supported a lot by co-op. They love their local brands too and make shelf space. But it seems to me that it would be a good fit for the, um, the outdoor apparel, outdoor equipment, you know, mountain equipment co-op type of space as well. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, they're on our list for sure. And also on our list was, at, you know, climbing gyms, yoga studios, all those places, which will come back. But for now, they're on hold, right? So... I'm thinking of some collaborations as we speak. You know, you are number, I don't know, 20 or 30, 25 interviews that I've done and in the 15 that have broadcast up until this time. I'm thinking of the possible collaborations that could happen. Have you been in touch with Jason at Fit Kitchen yet? Uh, no, I haven't, but I just listened to his yesterday actually, and I will be. <laughs> I've got, yeah, I trust me that it's like, whoo, there's lots going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and Rob by Robin, she's got a retail outlet as well. They would love to meet you and you, you seem so aligned that way. Yeah. The list goes on and on. And, you know, it, it just goes to prove that what we've been talking about is the underpinnings and overlappings of all of these different proprietors. So Let's fast forward. You have your product. You're you're pushing it now into places like this, and you're 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 doing pop ups and whatnot. How do people buy it in terms of the packaging beyond the the pouches that we talked about? Do they come in individuals, or they do you buy a small box? What what is the current way of of in purchasing them? Yeah. So right now online, uh, they come in boxes of ten. Because obviously selling them in single pouches for $2.90 online is just not really worth the time, right? So uh, boxes of 10, um, but when we do get them out into retailers, they absolutely will be out. You'll be able to buy a single pouch as you go. That for sure. And what is the price for the box of 10 for us? $29. 
and website? The website is uh, happyfatsnacks.com. I guess that was an easy domain to, uh, I shouldn't say that. No domains are easy to get anymore, but you're lucky to get the .com for that. Well, yeah, so ha happy fats just by itself, which is actually the legal name that was taken. So yeah, that's where we came up with the snacks. I think it's going to stick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It feels very snacky. <laughs> Thanks. What would you like people to describe you as in the future after your brand is established, after you've got a, a rabid tribe of followers? What would be some complimentary words, meaningful words to you? So the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, is what the brand stands for. And that is just playful, not taking life seriously and adventuring as much as you can. Like, it is just so incredibly important in this crazy world that we live in to people just forget to be playful. You know, you forget to just not take life so seriously. And it's life is fun. Like, and that's what I that's what I want people to think when they see happy fats, I want that emotion to be adventure, playful, nothing serious here. Aside from the science that goes into the packaging of these delightful little snacks that we so willingly and trustworthily give to our children. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask what plans for expansion there might be. This is I see jars of this stuff alongside the the various peanut butters and almond butters. You know, I, I do see the bar configuration you talked about before. Is there a limit to your wildest dreams as to where this could go? Oh, no way. There's no limits. Not at all, mate. Like the, I, for sure, the jars is, is uh, what we're working on um, next, but we're having trouble right now finding a co-packer with the ability to pack the consistency of the product. So once we nail that down, then the sky's the limit. Like we've, this, this um, like the cocoa vanilla flavor is like our base. Uh, the actual recipe uh, for that is our base. And we're going to build upon that because it's such a, a great tasting base. So you can add so many different flavors to it. Like we've got also got a salted chocolate right now, which essentially is just the vanilla base with more salt and chocolate added into it. Or I shouldn't say chocolates, cacao. But I've got a coffee one on the go right now that we're just trying to nail down. And there's lots, there's lots of different flavors we have going on. There's lots, and it's not just going to be those same ingredients. There's, there's been other suggestions as well and different things um, that we'd like to incorporate, but still tick all the boxes that we tick now. This is Zoom, so I've got the... The, the advantage of staring into your home yeah <laughs> and i'm wondering if this is where all the r d is taking place uh so we do like it did originally <laughs> but now we have a commercial kitchen space in the southwest where we do all, that's where all the packing is happening but yeah otherwise everything else happens here yeah with the two munchkins running around like maniacs it's it's a hectic house here <laughs> But you, you strike me as someone that wouldn't wait and pack up the kids to go down to the commercial kitchen just to see if almond butter and a dark roast coffee bean would be a good fit. Uh, I see you pulling up the food processor or the bullet from the cupboard and having at it. Oh, yeah, for sure. All the time. It's like, well, and I did, there are just so many ideas floating around in my head that I and constantly I have little notes all over the place. And uh, yeah, I mean, the kids, I'm 
huge on cooking with the kids all the time and they love it. It's messy as hell, but it's fun. And so, yeah, that's something that's really important to me that everything is developed here and they're like my little guinea pigs, right? <laughs> they have to like it. <laughs> and kids will be honest. Oh yeah, they're so honest. It's so refreshing. It's amazing. Does anything ever get you down? Oh, look, for sure, but not for long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. There's been down moments through all of this. And uh, I just find it very, I find the whole process so incredibly fascinating and it's really fun. Like I had no idea how fun this would be. I also just quit my full-time job back in February to go whole, to go large marge at this. <laughs> and so, you know, I thought at the time, I thought, oh, wow, maybe this wasn't the best time to do it, but everything seems to be working out great so far. So Our best wishes that it will continue to work out and continue to grow. I can't wait to try this product myself. I'll go online and order a 10-pack or two and um, be proud of the moment that I see it showing up in local retailers and national retailers and will remember to say, hey, you know what? We had them on background noise once upon a time. So best wishes to you, Bonnie, on super success with Happy Fat Snacks. Dave, thank you so, so much, mate, for this opportunity. And thank you for creating such an awesome platform and, and uh, all these amazing, inspiring people and connecting the local. It's amazing. For me to be put up against in the same league as your Jess LeBlanc, I know Jess LeBlanc very well, and your Calgary Heritage Rose and Co, the Ravita, just to mention a few of my local idols. Like, I feel so incredibly privileged. Thank you. Local idols. I love it. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of cliches, but there's so many through this period that I don't know that they'll ever hit the maximum cheese factor with me, but we're all <laughs> in it together. Just, you know, I can hear it a gazillion times and it'll never get old on me. And that's what motivates us as well. I mean, we've, we too, we were doing this podcast, had plans on doing it long before we started doing these interviews in October or September. And we've been doing a daily podcast for the last two years. So we were, but we always wanted to focus on local entrepreneurs and local entrepreneurial stories. Well, again, because of this, they've taken on that much more meaning and impact. And to hear these stories um, of survival and of thriving from people like you and everyone else we've had on, just I, I hope is uplifting to those that listen and, and gives them a sense that there, there's a way out, there's a way forward. There's, and let's, as you said earlier on, let's not lose what brought us so close together during this time. So we're, mm -hmm. we're all in, Bonnie. And so thank you yeah. for, for, for feeding the content to us. We're lapping <laughs> it up. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Bonnie Vandersteen, co-founder of Happy Fats. Their delicious squeezables, which are also gluten-free, paleo, keto, and vegan, can be found at happyfatsnacks.com. Lovingly and happily prepared for their family to yours. Three flavors currently available with a macadamia dark roast coming. That one would be targeted to the harried grown-up who needs a little bit more than physical energy while out and about. Stay safe and healthy, and thanks for making us your background noise. It means a lot.